There are many options for publishing your book, but most of them fall into one of three categories, traditional, self, and hybrid. Welcome to Business School for Writers, where we help storytellers like you ditch the starving artist cliche and thrive. I'm your host, Lauren Marie Fleming, and I am obsessed with the power of stories. I've seen the way stories heal writers, readers, and whole communities. But I've also seen the way we silence marginalized voices and discourage people from pursuing a career as a writer. Which is why I'm here today, helping you to ditch the lies you've been told about whose story matters and instead embrace the truth that the world needs your story now more than ever. I am living proof that it is possible to build a thriving career as a writer. And I created Business School for Writers to show you exactly how you can write more, publish more, and make more money as a storyteller. Welcome to your virtual classroom. Welcome to your cheerleading squad. Welcome to Business School for Writers. Want to know a secret? How about three? I've got three secrets to guaranteed publishing success for you. Sounds a little spammy, I know, but 100% for reals, learning these three things changed my life as a writer. I spent years, decades even, struggling to figure out how to get published, letting rejection become personal, and accepting outright lies as facts. Now that I've learned these three truths, I feel free, free to tell my story, free to publish my books, free to put myself out there and find readers who need to hear what I have to say. I wasted years letting myself be silenced. I don't want you to do the same. So I've collected these three secrets or tips you could call them in an educational video series for you. And the best part is it's all free at businessschoolforwriters.com slash three secrets. That's the number three followed by secrets. So businessschoolforwriters.com slash three secrets. As always, that link is in the show notes for you. So head on over to businessschoolforwriters.com and check out these three secrets. Because the world needs your story now more than ever, and I cannot wait to read your book. Are you completely confused by all the options out there to publish a book? Self-publishing, traditional publishing, hybrid publishing, third option publishing. It seems like every day there's a new way to get your book published and out into the world. And yet all of them can feel so overwhelming. You are not alone. I see so many friends, clients, and followers paralyzed by the decision of how they're going to publish their book, that they give up and sit with their book tucked away in a lonely corner on their computer, never taken out. But fear not, there is hope. I'm about to break down each type of publishing for you so you can get over analysis paralysis and get your book out into the world. There are many options for publishing your book, but most of them fall into one of three categories, traditional, self, and hybrid. We're going to start with traditional publishing because that's what most of us are familiar with. Want to get your book on the New York Times bestseller list? With extremely rare exception, you're going to need to go through a traditional publisher. Traditional publishing is broken down into two main categories, publishers and presses. 
In the past, a publisher was a larger corporate entity and a press was a smaller independent entity. However, nowadays, most of the presses have been consumed by one of the big five publishers. So the big five publishing houses are Penguin Random House, Hatchet Book Group, HarperCollins, Simon & Schuster, and Macmillan. Most publishing in the English-speaking world goes through one of these five publishing houses or one of their affiliates. For example, Knopf Doubleday, Crown Publishing, and Viking Press, those are all imprints of Penguin Random House, which has over 200 divisions and subsidiaries. These five houses determine who gets a voice and who doesn't, which is awesome if you're a voice they choose and really crappy if you're not. There are still some amazing independent presses out there, though, helping to amplify marginalized voices. These include Catapult Press, Grey Wolf Press, and McSweeney's Books. Now, you may be thinking that those big five are a better bet for you with all their money and power behind them, but those independent publishers and presses are actually rather powerful places to foster your creative talent and support the sales and marketing of your book. It's all subjective to the individual situation and deal that's made for you and your book. The benefits of traditional publishing are you get an advance, which can be anywhere from a dollar to a million dollars, depending on your book and your platform and you, but it averages around $30,000. This is paid out in three installments. One, when you sign the book deal, two, when you turn in your final draft, and three, when your book is published. So don't expect it all at once, whatever that advance number is. You get editors and designers. You get a whole series of editors and designers, actually, looking over your book before it goes out, making sure it looks polished and professional. The best part, this is all paid for by the publisher, which is really helpful because that can get expensive. You have a sales and a marketing team. You have the support of a whole team of marketers helping you along the way. Yes, you still have to take charge of your own marketing plan, but having support makes it feel less lonely and overwhelming. You get access and credibility with a traditional publisher. You're more likely to get in with the big booksellers like Costco and Target and Barnes & Noble, and the press you need to get on the bestsellers list usually comes from the big houses. However, I also know plenty of people who went with a traditional publisher and felt completely alone in the process and got none of that, so it all, again, varies. Here's what you lose when you go with a traditional publisher. You have to have an agent. 99% of publishers will only take pitches from literary agents, not from individual writers, meaning you have to find an agent before you can even begin the publishing process. And then when it's done, you have to give up 15% of your profits to an agent. That said, I love the agents I've had. I have friends that are agents. I think agents are a really important person to help you along in the process. They've helped me make my books better and helped me feel less alone in the process. So it isn't always a bad thing, and I know my agents have worked hard for their 15%. You can also lose on money. Unless your book is a runaway hit, you will most likely see very little royalties after the publisher and your literary agent take a cut and your advance is paid off. So we often think of traditional publishing as more advantageous with money, but that's really only the case with an advance. It's not always the case with your royalties. Time is probably the biggest thing you lose when you go with a traditional publisher. 
From the time you start pitching to literary agents to the time your book is on shelves, you're looking at two to five to 10 to 20 years. And that's if things go super fast and you don't need major edits. These issues with traditional publishing are why so many people, especially entrepreneurs writing nonfiction books for their existing readers, are opting for self-publishing. So let's talk about self-publishing then. While we think of self-publishing as a product of the rise of the internet and ebooks, it's actually been around since the invention of the printing press. That's actually the first printing presses were self-publishing presses. We used to call them, quote, vanity presses, and they were often seen as something rich people did when they had a crappy book that no one wanted to read. That is no longer the case, and I'm actually not sure that was ever the case, but it's always those crappy books that stand out in our head. The truth is, there are some really horrible self-published books out there, but there are also some really horrible traditionally published books out there as well. It's all about the quality of the product you're creating. So if you're worried that your self-published book is going to look amateur and unprofessional, go listen to my episode called Three Steps to Making Sure Your Book is Ready to be Published. I go over how to make sure it doesn't look amateur and professional and is instead polished and ready to go out into the world. Once you have a polished book, we can let go of that self-publishing stigma and look at the true pros and cons of self-publishing versus traditional. Here are the benefits of self-publishing. Time. You could potentially get your book out into the world right now, today, if needed. My self-published book was edited, illustrated, and out in the world within three months of me deciding to write it. I have books I've decided to traditionally publish that are still years away from getting there. Time is the biggest benefit of self-publishing. The second biggest benefit is money. Besides transaction fees, you keep everything you make on sales. I know many people, especially entrepreneurs with existing followers, who have made a significant amount of money self-publishing. While I also know very few traditionally published authors who had made close to those same numbers. Again, we often think as traditionally publishing as the way to go monetarily, but self-publishing can actually be a better monetary decision for a lot of people. Another benefit of self-publishing is control. You decide everything with self-publishing, from what the cover looks like, to who you sell your book to, to how you interact with the readers, to how what format it's in, to what everything looks like, all of it. Which is a major plus for control freaks, but for others that would be overwhelming and an actual negative. So depending on who you are, having all that control could be a major bonus or a major setback. Self-publishing comes with flexibility. You can publish it now and then change it later if you want. There's so much more flexibility to do that with self-publishing and very little flexibility to change things after it's been traditionally published. Are you totally set on self-publishing now and does it sound absolutely amazing and perfect? Well, don't get too excited yet because there are some downfalls to self-publishing as well. The biggest setback to self-publishing is still access and credibility. It goes back to that stigma we were talking about earlier. With rare exceptions, you're not going to see your self-published book at major booksellers or on the New York Times bestseller list. There's just still too much of a stigma against them, and you don't have the weight of a major publisher behind you to help you get in those doors. It's possible, see Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's not probable, and it's still an issue with self-publishing and something for you to take into consideration. Probably the thing that keeps me from deciding traditional or self-publishing is the access of how much support I'm going to need. 
with some books, I feel like it's okay. I've got the whole process down. I can be alone. With other books, especially with my fiction, I want to have that whole team there with me helping support and make sure I put the best book possible out into the world. So self-publishing, sometimes you can feel like you're all alone in the process. From editing to sales and marketing, if you want support, you have to go out and find it yourself. But don't dismay because support is actually out there. A great place to start is my Writer Squad Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Writer Squad. There are also loads of amazing places where you can connect with people specifically for your self-published books. You can find people to do the design for you. You can find editors. I do content editing for people. You can find groups and writing group and beta readers. There's so much support out there. But you do have to go find it yourself and you have to vet it yourself and make sure it's quality enough yourself. And that can be really time consuming and take a lot of money. Which brings us to our third reason to not self-publish, and that is money ahead of time. While you may make more in the back end in self-publishing, you also front all of the costs of editing, design, printing, marketing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It can start to add up. I'm going to go into what that looks like number-wise exactly in a future episode, but it cost me about five grand to self-publish my book, Body Love, 10 Steps to Profoundly Loving Your Body. So it is not cheap to put out a quality polished book. That said, if you're not really worried about it looking super polished and super quality, you could put it out today if you really wanted to. That is one of the benefits of self-publishing. As you can see, there are some serious pros and serious cons to both self-publishing and traditional publishing, which is why hybrid publishing is really exciting to me. Hybrid publishing, also known as third option publishing, is a combination of self-publishing and traditional publishing. While they vary in what they offer, hybrid publishers basically walk you through the self-publishing process in exchange for a fee and or a percentage of your sales. They help you find editors, designers, and a wider distribution. They help with quality control and make sure that your book is fully published ready before it goes out into the world. It's a best of both worlds scenario and something I hope more people take advantage of in the future. However, you want to make sure you're not taken advantage of when you're going through the process. When choosing a hybrid publisher, it is extremely important to make sure they're a credible publisher, not just someone trying to take your money because those are out there for sure. Be sure to check out the Independent Book Publishers Association's hybrid publisher criteria before choosing one. I'll put a link to that in the show notes for you, or you can just Google it. If you're looking for a place to start, I highly suggest my favorite hybrid publisher, She Writes Press. They helped pave the way for third option publishing, and they're putting out amazing books that I highly suggest and I love reading. So if you're looking for a hybrid publisher, head on over to She Writes Press and check out what they're about. So those are the three main types of publishing out there, traditional, self, and hybrid. Which one is right for you? It depends on your goals for that particular book of yours. I know people, myself included, who've done a mixture of all three in their publishing career. No one type of publishing is better than the other. I don't care what other people say. There are benefits to all of them. It's all about what will get you the unique goals you have for that unique book you're writing. If you'd like help choosing, though, I have a quiz for you at businessschoolforwriters.com slash publishing quiz. The link for that is also in your show notes. That'll help you make the decision if you're still feeling stuck. 
Okay, so I want to know, which publishing type did you decide on? Which is right for your book? Let me know and let your other squad members know at the Writer's Squad Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Writer's Squad. Until next time, happy writing, and I cannot wait to read your book. Today's book recommendation is a book that twisted me on my end in a way I didn't expect. It starts as one book and becomes another and really is beautifully done in that transition in a way that I haven't seen many books able to do. And that book is called Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeymoon. You might have heard of it. It was a Reese Witherspoon book club pick. It got a lot of press back in when it first came out, which I think was in like 2018. But I saw it I saw it listed as a romance, and yes, it absolutely is a romance, and we all have heard my absolute love for romance. I think it's an important genre, and I think that it gets a bad rep, and I think romance is beautiful, and I I love romance. I really am a big fan of it, but I don't know if I would call this book a romance. I don't think that that gives it enough oomph of what is really behind it. I think that this book is an exploration of what it means to go through trauma. I think this book is an exploration in what it means to have verbally abusive parents. I think this book is an exploration in what it means to find your people, the people who want to help you, the people who love you, the people who care for you. I think it's about what it means to be an introvert, what it means to be different. It it just is this beautiful look at the human psyche in a way that simply calling it romance, which it is a romance, but simply calling it romance doesn't allow for the layers and layers and layers that this book has. And I'm not saying romance can't have layers. I love romance with layers, but this book is more than just a love story. It is a coming of age in a unique way that I haven't seen done before. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I Once again, it's Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeymoon, and I highly suggest going and reading it. I'm not the only one. Reese Witherspoon also gave it on her book club. So obviously, Reese Witherspoon and I, two brilliant people. You have to go get it, right? Uh, we're going to include the link to it down in the show notes so you can find it. Again, it's Eleanor Oliphant is Completely Fine by Gail Honeymoon. Happy reading. You just finished another lesson at Business School for Writers. Feels pretty great, right? Being one step closer to a thriving writing career. I am so excited to see how you put to use the tips you learned today. So please share what you gained from this episode in the Writer's Squad Facebook group. You can find your squad at facebook.com slash groups slash writer squad. Want even more support making your writing dreams come true? Go to businessschoolforwriters.com where not only can you find show notes and links from today's episode, but you'll also be able to explore courses, coaching, and free resources we've gathered together to help you along your path to creating a thriving writing career. Thanks again for listening to the Business School for Writers podcast. I'll see you in the next lesson. Business School for Writers is hosted and produced by Lauren Marie Fleming with editing and support from Samantha Olivares. All rights reserved by Las Maestras LLC. Our music is De Lejos by Ila Bamba. Check them out on Spotify. Big thanks to the team at Terrorbird and to Kristen Hozak. And of course, big thanks to you, the listener. Now put down this podcast already and go write. I'll see you next episode.